beautiful downtown O'Fallon. Here at the Bourbon Brothers, we will taste three to four bourbons, give our opinions, rate them, and the winner will go into our affinity bottle. We'll also talk about life issues, discuss them, and solve them one drink at a time. So let me introduce our cast. First up, all the ladies love him, Fred. Hey, how we doing, guys? Are you ready to have a good time? <laughs> our lucky leprechaun, Bart. <laughs> What's up, Carlos? You know you just sounded like, <laughs> like Bozo the Clown. Hey, you ready to have a good time, kids? <laughs> you like popsicles? <laughs> and our product expert, Dave. Hello, everyone. And myself, Carlos. So, Dave, what are we tasting tonight? So, tonight we have four bourbons. We have Starwood Twofold, which comes actually, it's a whiskey out of Melbourne, Australia. We have Evan Williams Single Barrel. We have Starlight Huber's Rickhouse Select. And the last one is Penelope Barrel Strength. So, the first one we're going to start with is Starwood Twofold out of Melbourne, Australia. It comes from the New World Whiskey Distillery. Comes in at 80 proof. It's aged two years in Australian red wine barrels. Um, it has a mash bill of 60% wheat and 40% barley. Uh, comes in around $35. Um, what are you guys getting on the nose on this? That's a silent pause. Yeah. <laughs> As we sniff. Not a lot there? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, not getting a lot. a lot of flavor or anything. It's kind of a, it's like, it's, it's not bad. It's not good either. Right. Okay. A, a little vanilla. I think a little vanilla. Yeah, it, it should, you should get some, uh, almost like a roasted malt, and a, you should get some vanilla out of it is what they're saying. Um, now, on that palate, if you guys tasted that, um, you still should get some maltiness. Um, it says, um... A light spice, so we'll see. For sure, light spice, yeah. Thank you, sir. There's a little spice to it. That was a little. Light everything. Yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, it is It is 80. Um, yeah, it is light, but you do get a little bit of lingering spice at the end. Not, as we mentioned, <laughs> it's not great, uh, but it's not bad. Um, no, it says you get, you get some brown sugar. I'm not getting any brown sugar on that end. Everything's very light. It's no burn. It's no. It's it's very. It's not a bad bourbon, but it's not a flavorful bourbon. My no. daughter would like not it. a bourbon. It's a whiskey. It's a whiskey. Oh. You're right, Fred. That's Thank you very much. Not only good looks, but intelligent too. Oh, wow. I, I so, know my drinks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that that's a good thing or not. So Bart, I haven't picked on you in like a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months. And actually, I'm not picking on you. I'm just going to ask you the first question. Okay, what's up? So if you had access to a time machine, you can go anywhere at any point in time, future or the past, where would you go and what would you do? Hmm. I'm not, I don't know, man. I haven't done any deep thoughts of where I'd go. Like, you know, I always want to know about the butterfly effect if you went back and tried to right or wrong in, in the past of history. But there, I've thought about that and contemplated that. But where would I go? You know, the old question is, if you went back and killed Hitler as a baby, would it still be, you know, would it still have World War II? You know what I mean? That's always a philosophical question, but I am. Uh, uh, you know what? I would go back to the beaches where there was no civilization on them. Just chill, relax, eat some, you know, eat some seafood and chill. Yeah, whatever that time period is. Hey, that'd be a good time period. 
What about you, Fred? You thought, any thoughts? Hold on. Is the world coming to an end and Bart got done in less than two minutes? Are we okay here? I, I pray. She, she normally pray. doesn't like Amen. that. She normally doesn't Amen. like that. So, you know, that's why it lasts longer. <laughs> anyway, so we were talking about... Uh, <laughs> Side note, side note, segue, segue, uh, back to the question. So I, you know, I, it, I didn't think about this, uh, and, and now that I think about it, can we make it more than one trip, or is this just, Fred, is this just Fred, you get one shot? Fred, just one question, just one answer. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, so one shot, one beer. Socrates. I would love to go back and pick his mind. Would you change anything in your future or past? If I saw Socrates, I probably would. Okay. All right. That's a good answer. A little generic, but that's a good answer. <laughs> no flavor. <laughs> James, what about you? If you had a time machine, where would you go and what would you do? See, I would not go in the past. There's, There's too many huge tragedies in the past that you could change and completely mess everything up. I'd go to the future and see what, uh, like, 500,000 years in the future, see how, uh, see how humanity does. Would, would, you, would you visit anyone in your timeline, or would you stay outside of it? I would stay outside of my timeline. Good answer. Yeah. Good answer. Would you give yourself a high five? No, no. Gotcha. What about you, Dave? What would you do? I would go back in time and have dinner one more time with my parents. That's a good one. That's a, hey, Todd, what about yourself? I mean, a lot to unpack, but, you know, in a couple of minutes, I'd say for me, I'm, I've always been intrigued about Egyptian time. You know, I would really like to go back there and kind of kind of look into the not, not only the architecture, but just the culture and, you know, as far as to change anything, I think, you know, really for me, I, as I think about it real briefly, just maybe try to help uh, cure some of the, like, com- you know, really common illnesses that we know about now that would probably have prevented some of the earlier deaths and some of the, you know, like, you think about King Tut and that died very young. Um, so, you know, just thinking about it. Off, off That's off good. And, That's good. What about you? Um, kind of like James. Uh, first thing that popped in my head is 200 years in the future, just to see what what happened. Like, what's next? We've had so much in the last 30 years that has changed with internet, AI coming. Just 200 years in the future. 200 years in the future to see what's next. That's it. But do not see anybody from my lineage. No, just stay away. Just broad view. What about you, Mike? Well, growing up, when I, I always like to read books about discovering America and the Western expansion. I think I'd want to go back sometime, even though it's a hard life, go back sometime in that and just the newness of a brand new continent to us, not that there wasn't anybody else here, but just the exploration of, you know, discovering untouched virgin land. Untouched virgins? You want to touch <laughs> Don't, don't, don't touch the virgins. Shot two minuters at. <laughs> Since I thought of this question last night, 
Um, you know, I definitely didn't want to touch anyone in my timeline. Didn't want to go to the past, I mean, to the future, because I'm scared I might not see myself. That'd be kind of eerie. Mm-hmm. So I thought about something that people will not believe I, I went there anyway. So two things, to see how the pyramids were made around the world. No one knows how they were made. Well, the aliens made Aliens. Oh, God. Well, and then also, because I, I want to be like a fly on the wall, just be there. And then be there when Jesus Christ was there and what, what actually happened. Because when I come back to the future and I tell people what happened, they're going to think I'm crazy anyway, right? Hold on. I didn't get two things. I didn't get three things. You, you, you said you, one question. One you don't host the cat. You don't you host. too long answering that one question. Bart was in, out, and up the road. I made the oh, question. Oh, yeah. Made up time. <laughs> oh, because he's the speaker. He gets to have two answers. So let's do this. Since this is not a pure bourbon, we will not rate this one. So let's go ahead and move to the next one. I'll rate it. It was a five. Oh. Did you see the script today? Good Lord. I see anarchy in the midst. Mr. Producer, my ear. So what's up? What's up? Wait till we get to the third drink. So next we have Evan Williams Single Barrel Vintage. Uh, Comes in at 86.6 proof, 43.3% alcohol. It is aged eight years. Comes out of Heaven Hill Distillery. Uh, The mash bill comes in at 78% corn, 12% rye, 10% malted barley. So the, the neat thing about this bottle is this is the last year that you can buy this retail. Uh, after, after this year, it will only be sold at the distillery. So if you, uh, when Todd's done pouring, if you look on the back of this, it'll tell you that this was barreled on 327-2014 uh, out of barrel 152, and then it was bottled 215 of 22, so just shy of eight years. Uh, comes in around $30. Uh, the color is Fred Amber. Uh, well, I mean, Fred's always bought the Amber. Amber, blonde, whatever. It's a light, that's okay. Uh, on, oh, that, on the nose, you should get some dark caramel, uh, some sweet oak, um, possibly some toasted uh, flavor in there. You guys getting any of that? Uh, definitely toasted. Toasted. Yes. 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 Okay, good. Yes, definitely. Good. Um, okay. Uh, on that taste, it, uh, it should be... Um, is there any smoke in this? No, there is no smoke. Yeah, I'm kind of feeling that too. I thought so. No, it's just that toastedness. Um, but when you taste it, you should get... Uh, it should coat the back of the tongue. Yes, Just eat pineapple. Yes. <laughs> Has anyone ever had the regular Evan Williams, just yes. Black Label? Yes. yes. What'd you think about it? Wasn't that big of a fan, dude. It was hard. It, it's tough. Yeah, it's, it's a mixer. Hard. It's a mixer. It's a hard. mixer. <laughs> yeah. So Bart, I'm gonna come around you another time. Damn, what'd I do? Pick on you again. What? Um, we're going to talk about beliefs for a second. My beliefs? Your beliefs, your underoos, your underwear, but whatever you want to do. <laughs> but is a belief 
a matter of choice or conviction? Yeah, this falls in that that, um, category of do we have free will or do we have determinism? And upon consideration of both, I would like to think with the information, we're going to make the decision that we have at the time. But that information and how you perceive it is definitely built by your environment of growing up, the chemistry of your brain and all that other stuff, right? So I kind of say, what, 80-20 would be a good mix? It's not like it's one or the other. Like you want to think that you're an intelligent human being and can use the information and make the right choice, but you're always going to use it to survive and make your life better for the most part. Be emotionally, physically, mentally, you know, monetarily. I think most people do that just out of being a human being, right? So I'm going to go 80-20 on this one. And that is 80 of it is determined by the way you perceive the information. But you will take information. Most people will to determine that. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. Fred, you want to chime in? Yeah, I'm always willing to talk. Anyway, uh, so uh, conviction, conviction. I, I, I really think uh, as people grow up and their influences as they grow up, that makes that person as an adult. And I think changing their mind after that fact is a little difficult. So convinci- conviction would be my answer. So it's not a choice, it's conviction. It's conviction. What about you, James? I'm, I'm with Bart on this one. I think a lot of it's determined. Oh, my God. Yeah. A lot of it's determined on how you're raised. And I think getting past those beliefs is possible. But it, it takes a fantastic event to happen to change someone's homegrown, raised with my entire life, hardcore inner beliefs. Yep. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100% on that. Because I, our first I think it's possible, models, but it, yeah. it takes a traumatic event. Our first to, role models in our life, either yeah. bad or good, are our parents. Yeah. Yes. Either you the see parents nature, being there or not being humans, there. You see it everywhere. Yeah. Bam. You learn from it. You learn from your forebears. Hey, did you hear that question? You want to chime in on this? What's, what's the question? The question is, what size underwear do you have on? It's, 46s. What are your beliefs? <laughs> no, no. It's, the question is this. He don't wear underwear. It's, it's Sunday free day. Are beliefs a matter of choice or conviction? Choice or conviction? Our beliefs. That's a good question. Um... I believe they're my choice. I mean, your beliefs, I mean, so, I mean, how deep do we want to go with all these beliefs? I mean, beliefs as anything, in anything. the Ten Commandments, the Golden Rule, your mom and dad's rules. I mean, Could what, be anything. Could be anything. I mean, it's all by choice. It, it's, I mean, you choose to sleep with another man's wife. That's you a choice. You choose to run somebody over in the street. That's a cho- Well, that could be accident. That's a choice. <laughs> Could be accident. <laughs> you know, oh, well, you just accidentally slip and fall. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Mike, why don't you chime in on this one? What do you think? Well, I, I mean, I think they they kind of go together a little bit um, because I think some sometimes conviction affects your choices. You know, um, like like they just mentioned, sleeping with someone's wife. If you're convicted not to do that. Then you make that choice not to do that, you know. So, but so I guess I would say conviction. All right. Yeah. That's 
I mean, is there, there's no right or wrong right. answer to this. Right. And oh, yes, there is, and we're keeping score. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Todd, what do, you, what do you think about is our beliefs a matter of a choice or conviction? Well, I, I believe it's choice. I really do. I, and I think, you know, we were kind of talking about this offline here just a couple minutes ago, but, you know, I, I think perspective has a lot to do with that as well. You know, so what kind of what you're told, you know, early and that you're, you know, the golden rule of your parents or whatever the case may be. And then, you know, as you grow older, you have a different perspective. So, you know, you may choose something different than, you know, you were reared up or told that you should um, subscribe or align with. So I believe it's choice. Can I follow up with that question real quick? Sure, go ahead. No, that's a no. <laughs> so my question is, so you said, um, like, say your parents told you to do something, right? Yeah. But your parents, when telling you to do that, caused you pain. So as you got older, same situation happened, and you chose to do the opposite. When your parents tell you to keep cleaning your room and they whip your ass, that causes pain. You choose not to clean your room. Well, I'm saying that I'm, he, just, he, saying, he, I'm just I'm just staying with him right here. <laughs> on there's there's way too way too many variables, I'm, I'm way too many variables. But but I'm saying I used to get the math. I'm going all choices, right? Like if you experience something bad in your life based on a choice, what you were told, how you were raised, and it caused pain in your life, you're going to take information and go, I've been here, similar situation. You're going to choose opposite for because you may not know the answer, maybe less pain. Wouldn't that be determined? Well, uh, let me just give you a real life experience. Um, just my, my mother warned me and told me that I should not marry the person that I married. She told me. She said, this is not going to be a good choice for you. That was her conviction. Correct. But you made the choice. I did. Ooh. Continue. So. There you go. Now, yeah. that was 30, 30 years ago. ago. No. That was. <laughs> <laughs> but that was 30, but that was 30, you know, that was 30 years ago and thereabouts. And so now, in hindsight, yeah, I mean, I would have, I would have cho chosen differently. All right. <laughs> Stealing is subjective. Yeah, because see, Fred over here has never gone without a meal. Somebody steals for a meal, I ain't mad at you. I'm a convic conviction guy, so it's how you're raised, all right? It's, it's how you're raised. That stays with you your entire life. And if you were beaten properly as a child... It really stays with you your entire life. Anyway. Well, let me throw this monkey wrench in this, Fred. <clears throat> you're raised a certain way, and I'm not going to pick what subject. You can pick what subject you're raised. And, James, I agree with you on the part that once you get older, it takes something fantastic to change your mind. Um, just say you were raised in a way, and it was wrong in public's eye. It's wrong. It's just dead wrong. Yeah. But you're raised that way. You think it's right because your parents are that way. Yeah. Their grandparents are that way. Yeah. Their parent grandparents yeah. are that way. Yeah. In public eye view, your beliefs are wrong, but you're going to stick to them because they're right. Now you go to the military. You meet all kinds of people. Every walk in life, you're like, 
this person doesn't supposed to be acting that way because I wasn't taught that way. This person is not supposed to be acting that way because I was taught in a different way. He's supposed to have a tail. He's supposed to run fast. He's supposed to have a big, a big dick, but he don't. You know, all kinds of stuff. You know? Shower scene. Are we talking about racism? <laughs> no, no, no. But I'm just touching every. I'm just touching everything. That is problematic. But, 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 but when you get there, it's like, I've been raised this way, and you, you, you're at a point in time, you're confused which way you should go. Then you go back home, and you're like, you're kind of afraid to talk about this subject with your parents because you know how they are. Okay, so you, you make a valid point with the military, and that goes along with choice, uh, which is not my belief of conviction. However, if we look at conviction and we go, we have the, um, the mother that is a, um, whatever, a drug addict and raising uh, three children and can't afford anything, and the child generally is a drug addict, and it goes on and on and on, and uh, they come from a family if you look at uh, uh, people that uh, are criminals, right? Not, not all criminals, not all criminals, because there are choices out there. But you know, if you're raised in that kind of light, then you repeat how you're raised, and I, you don't necessarily change that choice. But I agree with you to a certain and, point. And let's let's go with racism. Let's go Ku Klux Klan. You know, if you're raised by one of the guys wearing a white sheet. Uh, then the only thing that may shock you, bringing back to um, uh, James, is the military, right? That, that's, uh, that's a rude awakening because not everybody believes the way you believe. However, if you don't get out of that town or if you go over two towns, you're going to believe just the way you were raised, and it's not going to change. I agree, too. I agree with you. I disagree. I agree with you, Mike. I, I disagree, and, and I want to preface this by saying that where I grew up wasn't all racist. But I grew up in a small town in Southern Illinois, and my wife and I made the conscious decision not to live where she grew up or where I grew up, because those small, all white towns, mostly white, had, had a certain way of thinking. We wanted to go someplace where our kids could be around more diverse crowds. So we picked O'Fallon, a bigger town, bigger community, multiracial, and completely, I grew up thinking one way, changed the other way. Once I moved and got out of that environment, my convictions changed, my beliefs changed because my environment changed. But what, what drove you to make that decision? Um, the first, to be honest with you, I didn't want to live by her family, she didn't want to live by mine. <laughs> so, so we decided, so, so we decided that to go solves a lot of issues. So, so very dramatic. We decided, I mean, we're still within 30 minutes of both families, but we wanted to go someplace where we could experience. Yeah. We, we could experience, and, and, and you can see the big difference between the way my kids act yep. versus the way the kids that I grew up with act, acted back in the, I mean, it, it's just, it's different. You, you change the environment, I think you can change your beliefs and your convictions. More information. Yeah, is it more information? That's just, I, think it's, I think it has to do with your moral compass. You know, I mean, do you, it, you, because I mean, and you, you are right. You know, I mean, in the South, it, it's a different culture down there. You know, it's just that's how they were brought up for the last, you know, 200 years. You know, so if you have two siblings and one of them thinks that that's the way it's supposed to be, and you have another one that, you know, morally this isn't right, how people are treated, I'm getting out of here to go to a <clears throat> to broaden my horizon, so to speak. 
I guess it would be the correct way. Change your environment. Um, that, that is by choice. You have a choice to stay here and to be ignorant, um, you know, or you have a choice. Well, what about to, the ones that can't? What do you mean about the ones you can't? You're saying it's a choice, but what are the ones that can't? Not everybody's got the choice. Everybody thinks they have a choice, but their circumstances don't give them those choices that everybody has. Bart, I think you're talking about socioeconomics yeah. in they which know. you can't escape, and I, and I do agree with you that because – for the most part, all poor communities have a lot of things in common, no matter if you're black, white, or whatever. Bingo. And that's crime. That, it could be drugs. It could be whatever. And sometimes some of these kids or people are looking for a way out, but they're trapped. Because it could be jobs or it could be, it could be a number of things Taking that they can't get Taking care of mom. Out. Yeah. So, and but some you people, still have a choice to make the right decision, though. But some people just don't want to get out either. Yeah. No. Yeah, no, stuck people there. put hurdles there. Yeah. Hey, why don't we uh, rate this bourbon because somebody's yes. thirsty? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go ahead and rate this one. Um, I'll go ahead and first. This kind of shocked me because I thought it was going to taste like the regular Evan Williams. I had the regular Evan Williams a few days ago, and it was like, I just, it wasn't comfortable. I mean, I had to let it sit on ice for like 15, 20 minutes before I took a sip out of it, to tell you the truth. This was a nice relief from that. Um, I'm going to give this one a six. Point five. I'll go next. <laughs> I was going to give it a six as well. It's not great. Um, I probably have a higher grade on stuff that I like. Um, it was okay. I mean, after it sat on ice, it got really, really watered down. It seems like it get more watered down than most. So, anyway, it's okay, six, but it's not something I'd pick up at the store. What about you, Jim? Um, I'll give this one a six all day long. Uh, for the price point for 30 bucks a bottle, um, you know, a little 87 proof bottle. It's not bad. Uh, it's not great. I mean, it's not like I'm going to go out of my way to buy this. Yeah, it's not bad, um, yeah. But, you know, if I had a choice to spend 60 or 30 but maybe economically choose. you can't. <laughs> so then I'm going to choose to five-finger discount it. For the price point on the, on the bottle, it's, it's actually not bad. It's not bad at all. No, it's really not. You know. So six for me. Okay. James? I'm going to have to keep you, uh, continue the trend. Six. It's, it's drinkable. It's not harsh like the uh, like you were saying, Carlos, with the the baseline Evan Williams. But um, yeah, wouldn't go out of my way to get it. But a drinkable bourbon. Yeah, it is. Fred. All right, I, I'm I'm not uh, against this one. I I I, th I thought it's I had little aroma to it. Uh, it was soft on the palate. Uh, I love the it's color. It's not a woman. Uh, I would. <laughs> I would tell you uh, a seven. I mean, it, I mean, it didn't set my world on fire, but I'd, I'd jump it up a point. I'd give it a seven. Mike, 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 Mike. All right, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat. Jim is. I mean, yeah, for the price, I think it's it's a decent bourbon. But there's there's many many that I've had that are better. So I'm gonna go. Well, I'm a I'm a follower, so a six. What did Fred? What was Fred's? Seven. Oh, okay. Mr. Kuiper. Yeah, I mean, I hate to be a copycat guy here, but I was spoiled earlier. So I, uh, you know, for the money, again, economically speaking, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's good. It's not great. Um, 
decent taste, but uh, you know, once it sat on the ice for a while, it kind of lost all that. And uh, so for me, I, I would give it a six as well. Uh oh, sorry. Too early. No, you're good. I'm oh, sorry. Five two, all day. A two. Five two. Not five. your height, Bart. Not your height. A five. Yee. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Dave, so, let me ask you a question. I see your name all the time. Is, is it Levin, Levan? Is it, L, is it pronounced A-N or I-N? A-N, Levan. Levan, even though it's I-N. Correct. Okay, I just want to know. Sorry. Okay. No problem. So um, I actually, actually, I did go out of my way to get this. So, um, <laughs> so I uh, found out that it was, uh, the situation was it was only going to be available this year and next year it's only going to be available at Heaven Hill Distillery. So I called around and found out it was up at BP and had one of the pharmacists I work with grab me a bottle when they were up there. So I actually went out of my way to get it. So And I'm actually glad it did because I actually enjoyed this. Uh, as Carlos said, the black label is just, it's, a, it's not even a mixer. It's just not good. Um, but I enjoyed this. I'll give it a seven. Neat Mike. Um, five. <laughs> Short and sweet. <laughs> it's not He's five point like, two. It's just five. I ain't explaining five. shit. Five. five. It's just five. All right. Did I get everyone? Jamie. Yeah, I got yeah, Jamie. Yeah, I got yeah, Jamie. Yeah, hey, yeah. Carlos. Before you move on, um, I think Bart has an announcement that oh, he would like off. to make. Hey, wait, 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 wait. There wasn't there a big golf tournament today? Bart, are you, Bart, are you pregnant? Bart, are you pregnant? There's some winners and losers. There's supposed to be some braggers today somewhere. Oh, you guys don't want to talk about it? I know, yeah, we definitely. Bart, Bart, it was Bart's choice. Wait, is someone divvying up some money there? Money's coming out. Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck off. If, Fuck off. I, I guess whoever's. He wanted to money. talk about this today. He told me last night. No, I didn't. Nothing no. to talk about? Maybe he was just I don't want to talk about losing. I lost, okay? Who are the, who are the teams? Jim and I yesterday were teams. And no Bart astrology, were, please. No astrology. Bart and I were heads up today. Yes, and I'm sorry, Embraer, for disgracing your court today or your, your beautiful you, lawn you with my you? golf swing. Uh, we were at the orchard yesterday. There you go, sir. Your $60. Oh, thank you. Here, sir, your $60 plus your $20 from this morning. Thank you. Fuck off. Pleasure doing business with you. <laughs> and I want, hey, we want rematches all around. What, what was the score? That's the deal with me. What was the score? Not that you lost. What was the score? Today, well, actually, yesterday, we beat them by six shots in a two-man scramble. It was Jim and I against Bart and his son. And then today... Bart shot an 89, and I shot did an 84. Did you beat us on the match play? Did you meet it? No, beat ma us on match play, we did push. But yeah. stroke play, uh, we won. I think Jim and I shot a 77, and and uh, they shot an 83. And then we today, shot an 83, damn it. I shot an 84. But you're playing with the rookie, right? I'm playing with a guy who hasn't been on the golf course oh, oh, oh. then five times his whole yeah. life. All right. So you shot an 89 by yourself and Amber, 83 in the screen? Exactly. Exactly. So, Dave, what, what do we have here next? So, next we have Starlight, single barrel, Huber's Rickhouse Select. I know that's a lot. Of. It comes in at 111 proof, aged four years. 
comes out of the Starlight Distillery out of Borden, Indiana. Uh, the mash bill is undisclosed, but upon further research, um, it talks about it being a sweet corn mash. Um, and this distillery also still uses the old pot stills. Um, comes in around $50. On the nose, you should get some caramel, uh, vanilla, and apple. However, it is extremely potent at 115. Smells like or, rubbing sorry, alcohol. Yeah, that's so, what I'm saying. It smells yeah. like alcohol. Dude, I swear, we got to get we got to get this uh, on camera because your reactions to all this is making me laugh my ass off. What was the name, David? Wait, wait, hold on here. Goosebumps for what? Tasting it? Yeah. Dude, have you tried that shit? Yeah, yeah I tried it. It, it like, shot my down my back. Yeah, mine was right across the back one. Yeah, the neck right there. <laughs> I'm not sure if I want to drink this now. So go ahead and continue. Go ahead and continue. Go ahead and continue, Dave. So, like I said, on that nose, you should get some caramel vanilla. Um, but like I said, at 111, you're going to get a lot of alcohol smell right off the bat. Um, yeah, on the palate. Um, you get some dark cherry, some dark chocolate. Still those flavors coming through from the, the smell. But once again, it is it is hot. Now, however, the finish is going to be a cinnamon, um, almost a fiery finish. But it's not a long finish. It's pretty short. It's a short finish. Um, I get a lot of flavor out of it. Um, yes, I understand it is hot. And Bart, if you're looking on the TV, just watch Bart. It's great. Dude, I'm trying to smell this. And every time I feel like I'm smelling formaldehyde. Well, just try it. I will. I will. I'm looking out for you on Monday, brother. Dude, I tell you right now, my pours. All right, so the first thing, Bob. Ounce and a half. What you got? You know what? That's. First cinnamon, thing, yeah, cinnamon's definitely kicking in. But, but it's a short finish. Yeah, it's a short. Uh, the beginning, you definitely hit the vanilla and the sugar right away. <laughs> okay. Well, I got, I got a question. Did anyone you smell taste bananas? I taste bananas. You know what? That's what it was. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. Did yeah. anyone smell yeah. Twinkies? Yeah. Can you smell Twinkies? Yeah. I can't smell. I did. All I smell is alcohol on the, on the nose. I can smell Twinkies. I can smell a Twinkie. It it loses two points for having a Twinkie on the bottle. Fifty dollars. So average average bourbon. So So this was a store pick um, out of the uh, BP in Glen Carbon. That's a store pick. The same gentleman owns the one in Lebanon, and oh. so that, so he got it for both places. <laughs> you know, and that's, that, that seems like that's like one of the hottest things right now is everybody wants the store pick bottles. Everybody wants the barrel picks. Everybody wants the store picks. Well, the nice thing about it is because they I mean, do all that, these have, have, their, have the labels on right. them. Right, and names the nice on thing it. is you do get it at a little bit lesser price than somebody else. Yeah. I mean, it may only be four or five bucks, but... Yeah. Um, when you're buying four or five bottles, it adds up. Yeah. But, you know, the thing about barrel picks is, too, you know, I mean, what you taste out of one barrel is going to taste different than another barrel. Correct. Because when they do these barrel picks, whoever does these barrel picks, they're, drink, they're sampling four or five different barrels. So whoever bought this barrel is like, man, that's good shit right there. And don't know the fucking ass from the hole in the ground. Right. You know. And then give another barrel away, and then just the, the barrel tastes better. Right. But, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of this one. Okay. 
<laughs> That's why we drink. Basically, uh, yeah, I'm not going to repeat it either. <laughs> I mean, goddamn, what do we do? No, we can't edit that one. Just think, no, just picture this. You're having a good time. And you just this is one to shock you in the middle of a good time. Just yeah. Like, oh, and then, yeah. Now I feel like you're saying. This is a picture of party. Now, is that conviction or is that a belief? That would not be it's a conviction for him. It was a conviction. <laughs> Had to see it. Now, finishing up on the conviction before I move on to the... I, 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 I'm missing the old face too, James. Hold on. Finishing up on the conviction and belief before we move on to the next question. Um, you know, it's, 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 that's, a, that's a heated topic that, you know, I think we did well on. Because um, actually, because you can get into different arguments over that. Yeah. Because you're going to believe what you believe sometimes, and no one's going to change And we have. Mind. No matter how many facts you have in your face, a person's going to believe what they're going to believe, regardless. Yeah. So, so it's determined. I don't know if it's determined. <laughs> no. You know, I, I agree with you to a certain point, because if you're raised a certain way, yeah. And you believe it, you're going to believe it. You're going to believe it. No, and no one's going to move you off your mountain. You know what? Personally, I'm okay with that. It's the nature versus nurture. Yeah, yeah. nature yeah. versus that's nurture. The, that's the debate, Mark. really. It's nature versus oh. nurture. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Neat Mike, you have anything to say about that? About this? Or no, or about, about. No, I said my piece. All right, I, all I right. Agree. The nature versus yeah, I, I, to, I totally agree, and it's a, it's, a, it's a heated topic that, you know, goes on with all life, goes on in politics, goes in, in church, what you believe on, believe in. Um, why did the chicken cross the road? You know, all kinds of stuff. Did the egg come before the, the, the chicken? So all kinds of crazy stuff. So moving on to the next question. Um, actually, we talked about this before, but I'm going to bring it back. It was on a podcast, and I remember oh, Jim's shit. story. Um, let me start off with you, Jim. Oh, boy. Do you believe in ghosts or strange phenomenons, and have you had any experiences? I believe in ghosts. So what I happened? I absolutely believe in ghosts. Um, I thought we talked about this on the we air. We did, but not on the air. On the air. So... Um, I'm not going to mention addresses, I, I, <laughs> only because out of respect for whatever. Because somebody does live there. We don't want to go. So, what are you are you recording You're this? Camera. You're on TikTok. Uh, all right. So um, my experience was I was doing this remodel for a customer here in O'Fallon, um, and I had my grandfather helping me because we were having to relabel this electrical panel so one was in the basement one was upstairs and we're flipping switches so we can figure out which panel goes to where which breaker goes to which we get all that taken care of we're downstairs and it's night time um and we're both downstairs we're working on this gfi outlet and i'm talking to my grandfather and just out of nowhere i hear something 
And my grandfather, and I told my grandfather, I was like, hey, I should be quiet for a second. And plain as day, you could hear footsteps walking around upstairs. So we didn't really think anything of it because we thought it might have been the homeowner uh, coming home. Well, the footsteps started running up the stairs. And I'm talking like, it sounded like boots hitting hardwood floors is what it sounded like. And like straight boots, because this is an old house. Um, and I was like, I said, something isn't right here. And then as soon as those stairs finished walking, bang, one of the doors upstairs slammed shut. So I told my grandfather, I was like, we're getting the fuck out of here now. So a couple days later goes by, we're back at the house. The husband of the house, the homeowner is, uh, the, hu the husband of the wife that bought the house is there. And I'd asked him, I was like, hey, I said, just by curiosity, I said, were you guys there at the house, or here at the house the other night? He goes, let me guess, you heard the footsteps walking up the stairs too, right? Holy fuck! No way! And I was like, yeah, he goes, don't you dare tell my wife. <laughs> yeah, we wrapped up that job quick. She thinks it's a dog. Yes. But this, this, you had another coincidence when you were younger, right? Yeah, I, I was probably about 22, 23. Uh, lived right over here on uh, State Street, actually. Uh, I was outside. Um, working on my car and this girl comes out of nowhere I mean young girl too hey you got a cigarette yeah let me go inside I'll grab one for you um, I, I come out and I grab the, give her the cigarette and I have a long driveway and I had bent over to start working on something and I had looked back up and this girl was gone and like there's no houses behind us because it was the railroad tracks and it's right here on State Street no traffic anywhere and I just packed up my shit went to the fucking house I was like man fuck this I mean I bent over for about 20 seconds looked up and gone like nowhere to be found nope I'm good good nope couldn't smell the cigarette couldn't smell I'm just like nope I'm good went inside what about you Jamie you have any uh, strange things happen to you no the only reason, like well my mom believes in it from our house Just get that uneasy day. feeling. Yeah, because I'm, yeah, so I, I've seen enough, and yeah, I, <laughs> I, I believe it. I don't know why, it just, I'm convinced. Oh, like, I, like I, you are. I guess it's not a debate for me. No, it's I not for me either. I don't a lot of proof. I, I, I have. Yeah. And I believe my sister-in-law in that case, that she's seen it. Yeah. What about you, Bart? Anything happen? Yeah, the old urban legend in Belleville, Mascuda area, where the railroad tracks put the car in neutral and you're in a downhill, and it pushes you back up over the hill. And if you put baby powder on the car, you got little handprints. You did that? We had some kids. When I was about 32, my uh, ex's brother was telling us all about this thing. We're that like, you guys are full of shit. Ago. We'll go out there. We'll show you guys wrong. We did it. It actually happened. There was a little baby handprints. I, I, I am a skeptic. I don't understand. I can't tell you why it happened. I can tell you that it did. But I'm a skeptic in believing in ghosts. But I will tell you that there were little baby handprints that nobody could have made 
all over the front and all over the back, and it freaked me the hell out. So, oh, okay. no, it was like so here's the backdrop behind that story. So this is yeah. out in Mascuda. In Mascuda, I mean, it's a big farm town. Did it work? Yeah. Out there in Mascuda. So the, the, the urban legend behind this deal is, is that a school bus was going over the railroad tracks. The bus broke down. Train came by, killed all the children on the bus. Now, when you go out there, you it, it is on an incline. You go over the top and... And Urban's legend is is that you put baby powder on it, the kids' handprints are pushing you back up towards the tracks. To save to save you. To save you. To save you. Wow, that's that's free. So here's here's No, here's the deal. You can't do it anymore. You can't do it anymore, it's all tore out. But here's the deal. There was magnets in the road that would literally it's just the magnets would attract you, would pull your car backwards. Really? Yeah. Wow. But what did the handprints? That, that I can't explain to you because I've tried it with the baby powder shit. It didn't work. I mean, the car rolled up backwards. Yeah, I get that. I've been know. to Branson on the leaning t- you know, house and all that shit. I get physics but, you know, and shit. But I don't get the handprints. That's what blows my mind about the whole experience. Yeah, that I can't explain. What about you? No, you can't do it anymore. It's all gone. They tore it all out. James. Yeah. <laughs> Podcasting from a scooter. Drinking <laughs> bourbon, open, open source of the car. <laughs> the tracks of a scooter. <laughs> Mark, you stay out of the truck. <laughs> so, before James talks, um, James is going to be leaving us pretty soon. He has another assignment. He's going to be leaving from New Jersey. We're going to miss you. Um, we had a great time. Come back and visit us when you can. You know, I mean that. You're, oh, yeah. you're, no, you're, will, you're really a good dude. I mean I it from about my heart. Stay on schedule, and we'll, we'll have some trainers come out, and we'll, we'll break. <laughs> three days to get fixed. So have you had no. any experiences? Uh, I have. Uh, we, uh, wife and I, last time we lived in Jersey, uh, liked to go down to Williamsburg. And one of the times we stayed there, we actually stayed on the main street there in one of the tavern hotels. Um, and it is, this one is one of those ones. My, my wife's a big ghost stories and all that. Um, so we were upstairs at night, and there's, when you go in the room, there's a bathroom that's been built in, because obviously back in you know, 1600s, 1700s, they didn't have indoor plumbing. We weren't that fancy. Um, so they built one of the rooms into a, a bathroom. It's like, every now and then you'll hear knocks on the door. So Rachel's in there taking a bath. And I'm just laying, laying there on the bed. It's like, okay. And then I hear this, uh, I'm like, uh-huh, yeah, whatever. They go check the front door, like, fucking no one there. I'm like, Rachel, not funny. It's like, what are you talking about? It's like, I'm in the bathtub. Open the door, she's in the bathtub. There's no water on the floor. And I'm like, I'm going to be sleeping in the fucking car. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, weirder note, and this kind of goes into I don't know if it's just the place, but we went down to Gettysburg, and it's one of those like either I fucking died back there in a past life, or that place is haunted as shit. Because I walked in there, and it was, yeah. It's got to be good. Yeah. 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 Well, Alton. 
Yeah, Alton, oh, Alton has all yeah. kinds of stories. Yeah, yeah, uh, Pike, Pike, Mike, Mix, oh, Mc, 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 Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Days, yeah. yeah. How big the sheer number of yeah. people. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, the, what was the numbers on Gettysburg? How many deaths? 50,000 per se. 50,000. Wow. Yeah, that, that, that whole time we were there on, that, on the battlefield, that was, was the biggest just one. Like that was the biggest battle. Thing. Biggest loss of life. It's bloody. Have you done like, uh, Key West and ghost tours tour there? No. No. Have you, have you guys been to Salem, Massachusetts, and done a ghost tour there? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm a history guy. I love history. Love going to towns like that. Um, I mean, they got a headstone from one of the the captains from uh, the Mayflower there that you can visit and, and see the graveyard. It's pretty neat. Uh, and they got ghost tours and everything there too, you know. But I didn't care about the ghost tours. I took the the witch trial tour, and it talked about. And, and we're getting off subject here, but anyway, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. So they uh, took us to the original jail. The original jail is still there, but it has crumbled. It's so disintegrated, but it's still there. So come to find out and how they were doing this, if anybody, you could literally go and accuse anybody of being a witch. Mm -hmm. And the sheriff back then was a 21-year-old kid. And what he was doing, he was going and accusing these women and families of being witches and repossessing or taking their land, taking all their money from them. 21-year-old kid. I, I thought it was just fascinating. But, but I mean, yeah, just to see the jail that's from. That's not yeah. Yeah. But the, the you know. Key West goes to the ghost river. How yeah. come we don't have ghosts named like Doug and Steve? It's always like some civil, <laughs> some civil War guy, some, you know. Casper. Jeremiah. Casper. Yeah, exactly. Jeremiah. We, Jeremiah, Jeremiah. Ernest. We don't have. I want Doug. You know, it's like, dude, I just no, died it like last week. There was. Doug wasn't back then. It was like Timothy. Yeah, and it was right. Jeremiah. That's what I'm saying. We and got people that die all the time, and none of them are named Steve or Mike or yeah. Jeff. Yeah. You know, I mean, Doug. Fred, do you have anything you want to share with us? Yeah, I have no personal experience with this, um, but but I, I have a story, but it's not mine. Uh, I was dating a gal out of Troy. Illinois? Uh, Troy, Illinois, absolutely, as she lived uh, on an old farmhouse that they had rebuilt. <laughs> well, I will try to explain it better. Maybe I'm not enunciating my words. Oh, hey, fuck you. Fuck you. Hey, Ralphie, come over here. Take care of this guy. I've got this Guido thing. Anyway, uh, so, uh, no, no, I was dating this gal. And she's telling me all these stories, and, and I didn't really believe her. But I would go drop her off at the house, and then uh, one time she told me, you, you need to meet my parents. And, of course, I'm dating her a while, so I go in there to meet her parents. And the, uh, we're sitting at the dinner table, and a casual conversation comes up, and her father says, do you know the history of this house? And I'm like, I'm like, uh, I, I have, well, I've, I've heard some things. Yeah, I've heard some things. But I'm going to make some history in this house. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I heard you. What your I'm going to do to your daughter? <laughs> Are you guys uh, done? Hey, hey, let it. Brown chicken, brown brown. First time I'm in the house. First time I met him. All right, so. Uh, he says, you know, he says, have you 
heard about the house? Have you heard about, you know, and I said, yeah, your daughter, you know, I'm not going to say any names. Your, da- your daughter was telling me a lot of stuff you guys ran into. So there's like a thousand stories, but his was the best. He said, well, uh, so he's looking at me and he says, you know, um, all this stuff is happening. My kids see it. My wife's complaining about it. We had somebody come out here, change locks, blah, blah, blah. We had a priest come out and, uh, you know, uh, ordain the house or christen the house or whatever. Uh, and things were still happening. He says, so I, I'm not really a big believer. He said, however, so he's telling me, and I'm sitting at his dinner table. He tells me, he says, so one night uh, we have dinner, we eat, we go upstairs, uh, kids go to bed. He says, I'm laying in bed. My wife's in the bathroom, which is in our, which is in our bedroom, the master bath. And she's talking to me. And so I'm laying, he goes, I'm laying face down. And I'm listening to her ramble at me, he says. And he said, uh, all of a sudden, the edge of the bed dived. And he goes, and you know when the edge of the bed, like somebody sits down next to you? He said, the edge of the bed dived, and my, you know how your body rolls? He said, my body rolled to the divot in the bed, and when that happened, I looked up, and my wife's still in the bathroom. Fuck that, burn this motherfucker down. So, so, hold on. That was his story. That was his story straight to me. And I'm like, holy fuck. All I want to do is get in the car and leave their effing house. Yeah. On that note, I'm going to come back to this question. Let's go ahead and rate this bourbon. Shitty. Oh, did I say that out loud? <laughs> so since you're up first, Bart, what do you think about this bourbon, Starlight? Okay, I don't know if you heard me 30 seconds ago. Shitty. I, gotta, I give it a three, and I don't even want to talk about it. All right, Todd. Liquid nitro. <laughs> I'm gonna give it a hot five. All right. Frit, no, Mike. I'm going the other way. I actually kind of liked it. I did not like it at first uh, because there was quite a bit of burn there. But as it mellowed, Jamie and I, Jamie mentioned there was a banana flavor, and as soon as he said that, that hit me that that there was that banana flavor too. So I thought as it mellowed, it got pretty good. So I'm going to give it a seven. Oh, nice. Fred? You know, I'm going to agree. I'm going to agree with that. Uh, at the beginning, you, you may have heard me said uh, rubbing alcohol. Uh, but at, as you let it sit for just a moment, uh, maybe breathe for a little bit, uh, it, it, I, I personally thought it got a lot better. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm with the seven. James, I will say the uh, the first sip it, it hurts. Um, second sip, a le- little less so. Not because it numbs you, but as it. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa! Oh, oh fuck! <laughs> Sorry, dude. <laughs> as it, uh, I, I will say, as it melts the ice cube, because that's the only way to drink this. Um, it, it does get drinkable. Uh, probably a five. Five? Uh, but but it's... Yeah. But I, as you, you do have to let it sit and and uh, water down a little bit. Mr. Kuiper, how do you feel about this one? 
I mean, I thought initially, it, you know, it it's it had a good sweet, you know, Twinkie smell, but it was it was harsh. I thought it was, like I said, liquid nitro. So for me, I'm gonna give it a five. Dave, I enjoy this. Um, I like the burn on the front. I like the burn on the backside. Um, I got the flavor out of this. Um, I'm gonna give it a seven. Seven, heaven, Ugh. neat, Mike. And for all you guys in uh, podcast land, reason why he's neat, Mike, because he drinks all of his bourbon without ice or water. So neat. So. So I, I didn't need it to water it down at all. Uh, I did like it better than the other ones. I, I do like a little bit of the burn. Um, I'll give it a six. Uh, what I, I think I gave the uh, the last one a five. So a little bit of burn was good. After the first or second sip, it was it was pretty good. Uh, I'll give it a six. Mr. Mr. Tebby. Three. <laughs> you must like this if one. If you could see Jamie's face right now, he I looked like, like that he just got off like a 10-hour shift, and he's like, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I, got, I got this huge, like, goosebumps, like, down my back. I never got goosebumps on my back after drinking this shit. Uh, <laughs> not a fan. I, I'm not with Bart on this one. I actually thought the Twinkie might be interesting. There's no Twinkie shit in this. this <laughs> so no, I, I, didn't, just, I didn't admire. No, I didn't like it at all. Actually, this one here kind of shocked me because, you know, you, you, you see these bourbons out there in different social media sites and people saying give it rave reviews and I've got this pick and this is a really good bourbon. Go ahead and get it. I, I, I kind of disagree because I, I agree with everyone with the, with the audience here. It, it kind of shocked me when I tasted When I first smelled it, I thought it was going to be sweet. I thought it was going to be smooth. But that first sip was harsh. And it really didn't get any better watered down. Um, but on the other hand, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna give this one a five. I'm gonna rate it a little bit lower than Evan Williams, so give it a five. So Dave, what do we have up next? So the last one we have tonight, uh, Penelope Barrel Strength. This one comes out at 115.8. So this one's gonna be the hottest one we have tonight. This is a blend of three uh, bourbon mash bills, all aged minimum of four years. Has a mash bill of 74 74% corn, 16 yes, four years. But no problem. Uh, 16% wheat, seven rye, and 3% malted barley. So this comes out of the Penelope Bourbon Bottling Company. Um, they are out of Kentucky. However, this is distilled by MGP out of Indiana. Uh, this comes in around $65. It comes on as a bright um, Fred, otherwise known as Amber. Uh, so this distillery, basically bottling company, was founded back in 2018 um, by a couple, and it was named after their daughter. And they decided they wanted to get into the bourbon business. And basically what they did is they created a bottling company and then sourced out from MGP different bourbons that they liked, and then they would blend them together form so this technically isn't really a distillery this is more of a distributor yes so mgp is the distillery yes. um this is the bottling company that has isn't there um 
Dave, doesn't it seem like there's a lot of companies going Tons on? Tons of people use. I mean, I mean, if we had the, the capital, we could go and buy bourbons from MGP, what we like, blend them together, come up with a name. Make money. There's an idea. All right, guys. So Make our uh, cover charge is going to be $100 every other week now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so $100. So, uh, yeah, um, invite all your friends, please. Your, anybody. Oh, we, we now allow women, too. So, yeah, just anybody. Children. Hey, I don't care. Hey, invite your kids, but they got to pay. Man, there goes your moral out. <laughs> right out to a note. Wait, we had morals? Conviction or belief? That would be brief. that would be brief. Oh, okay. I thought so actually, you can. Um, oh, that would be. I think Amazon sells them. They sell charred barrels. They're not. They're not the big fifty-five. No. What 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 I really want to do because I need to find it on Amazon for our next Infinity bottle is get a little barrel. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Put it and put it in a barrel instead of our instead of our decanter. That would be cool. Yeah. So. That'd be fun. No, that's okay. So, um, like I said, once again, this is a this is 115 proof. So this is it's actually not from so comparing the two from good. the last one from the smell. Are you guys? Is it is it a harsh? Because I can't smell. Is it a harsh? No, this is a softer smell. Softer smell. Okay. Butterscotch. Right. So exactly. So butterscotch, sugary caramel, a uh, little bit of uh, summer fruit, something like that. <laughs> he said What's narrow and deep. Enough, enough. Let Sorry, me. children. <laughs> All right, go ahead and finish up, Dave. Ladies and gentlemen, bread is available for four ninety nine a minute. Uh, yeah, and he's he's narrow and deep. <laughs> Oh, all right, it's all right, a rough we'll crowd. It's a rough crowd. All right, so on the taste, you should get some uh, maple sugar, um, some spice on the back end. It does have a full flavor, so it will uh, stay around for a little bit longer. It's a lingering a little bit. And then that finishes, I believe someone else mentioned earlier, butterscotch. Yes. I smell butterscotch, but I'll tell you what. The longer you, you, the longer you take it to swallow it, the aftertaste, <laughs> the aftertaste on there almost tastes like banana bread. Really? Hold on. No, so if you hold it in your mouth and you, you take a little while for it to swallow it, swallow it, and then just, you know, kind of rub that tongue across the roof of your mouth, I almost taste like banana bread. No, I'm being serious. I'm getting the butterscotch. It's not, I'm not... I'm getting the butterscotch. <laughs> and that's what I love. It. This, this is what I love about bourbon. That's the nice thing. Everybody gets different flavor right. tones out of it. And that's the great thing about it. You know, because uh, I think, we'll, uh, Tom, when we did Maker's Mark, what they say you could, there's over 100 taste profiles and smell profiles out of a bottle of bourbon or something like that. It's crazy. Yeah. All I remember is Tom was, Tom was drinking Basil Hayden and, that's yeah, a chick I mean, drink. Yeah, I mean, they were even talking about, you know, cherry Pop-Tarts. I was like, 
Cherry fucking pop tarts. What are you talking about? Right, but everybody's taste buds are a little bit different. They are, yes. Right. So everybody's buds take take something else out. And there's yeah. residuals from the previous bourbon too. Correct. Yeah. And it could be why it just That's tastes bananas. So, in my mouth. This is an easy one. <laughs> 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 All right, so I'm sure this is an easy question. So this was for, this company was formed by a couple. Where did they come up with a name? The daughter. The daughter. Ah, very nice. Yeah. 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 I didn't Welcome think I did. I'll keep drinking. I'll keep drinking. Dave, I kept Dave listen, we do actually pay attention to the resource guy. It may yeah. not like it may not look like it, because like you're the teacher in the class, and you know where all the high school students are just like, man, come the fuck on. Yeah, but we're, 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 we're hearing it. We all enjoy it, though. Yeah. Yeah. We're listening. No. Carlos, next question. All right, Carlos, what shit show you got for us, man? What is the no. question? No. We're okay. just going to. Hold on. Hold on. Honestly, we're just going to finish up on the ghost shit, because we haven't went around the room yet. Because everyone, you know, oh, partaked see. in it. So, go ahead, Dave. So, Jen and I traveled to Europe, uh, God, can't remember how many years ago. 54. But, sure. Um, we were in Dachau, Germany. Idiot. There was a concentration camp. Okay. So, Jen would not walk into the gas chamber. I walked into the gas chamber, and they closed the door. The minute they close the door, nope. <laughs> the minute they close the door, I swear the temperature dropped. Thirty degrees. We are all fucking cold as shit. Did and they, they tell you what's gonna happen? No. All they told you is they're gonna close the door and the lights are gonna go off. Time to take a shower. So exactly. And they flip the lights on and they tell you to look up. And what you're looking at is the shower, which is where the gas came out. Wow. But in those concentration camps, sometimes it would be a shower. Correct. Sometimes right. it would be that gas. That temperature drops. Well, sometimes like it might be that, acid. And I'm like, oh, oh you know. Yeah. So I walked out of there going, just like, okay. I'm like, no. So you've been to, you've been to Dachau. You said not Auschwitz. I, I want to go to Auschwitz. I, I, to Auschwitz. I went to Dachau. I went to Dachau. It was, it was just weird. It's but like, I didn't have any, like, those, those experiences like that. And I did not go in the chamber. But it is, a, it is a very... So that was the second time I had been that there. Would, that would be weird. No. The first time I was there, I was with my buddy, and we're sitting there, and we're walking through it, and all of a sudden we walk by, and there's an older gentleman. He's probably got to be 80, something like that, and he's sitting there talking, and very broken English, and all of a sudden he raises his, his arm. He's got numbers. And so what we found out from this gentleman, he could cook. And he could sing. The guards liked him. That's why he was saved. You want to talk about a feeling? So Jeff and I took the train. What's the train, Jamie? Probably an hour back to Munich. It's uh, metal. It's on wheels and a track. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. Let's just say, well, however long the train ride was, Jeff and I. Did not say a word to each other. We Jeff, like, or Jeff or Jen? Jeff. This was my well, the first the time first I went. Time. Oh, the first time. Okay. First time I went. 
So we get back and we, we go to, Switch to a bar and we're just sitting there going, what the hell just, did we, what, what did we just experience? Like, there's no other. It's like, this shit really happened. Is there any other history place that you can visit, whether it be in Europe, whether it be in America, whether it be anywhere else in the world that you can visit that's like the concentration camps? Yes. What about 9-11? Gettysburg's different because I mean, that, that, that's a war battlefield. No, no, Battlefields of uh, Genghis Khan. The Persians. Yeah. So, but it's different because those guys are in the I mean, they were, they're they were bad. I know, but, but no, they were running up hills that you look at it and it's like, they're steep. Huh? What do you get? Fuck the is this? Yeah. And so, I mean, there's just some things like. Uh, uh, there's a battlefield in uh, Georgia called Anderson. Yeah. Thousands mm-hmm. of uh, Yankees died there. Northern troops died there. Okay. From starvation and Yankees. Yankees. Damn Yankees. Yes. George Steinbrenner was a cheap bastard back in the day. <laughs> no, I lived in Atlanta and I had a customer of mine. She was a realtor, a realtor. Um, and that's what she called me. You damn Yankee, Jim. You're just such a damn Yankee. You got the worst. You got the worst accent. I was like, what? You know, going back to your other question, though, I can't think of a worse place to go. Yeah. Jim, you damn Yankee. I've been to Pearl Harbor. But, but honestly, though, this is what I would say the difference between Pearl Harbor and, and Dachau is. Is everybody going to Pearl Harbor? War? No, I'm not. I have, but it was a long, long time ago. I would say the difference between them. What's that? Talk about the USS Arizona. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people have been to that, right? The difference, though, is those guys, I want to say they knew what they were signing up for. They had a chance. But they, they volunteered. No, they, I wouldn't say they had a chance. No, they, they did not have a chance. I wouldn't say they had a chance. Surprise attack. They, yeah, His they word surprise. For, they signed up for the military. <laughs> they signed up for the military. The folks that died in Dachau and Auschwitz died of genocide. Yeah. Civilian versus soldier. Right, right. right. It would be very similar to being to somebody that was on a slave ship. You didn't have a choice. That would be what I would consider Dachau and Auschwitz versus Pearl Harbor. And again, not to diminish what's happened in Pearl Harbor, but that's where I that's where I draw the line. You signed up for fighting, even though, like you said, it was a surprise attack. It wasn't like you didn't, you didn't have a chance. Right. So military on military. Military on military versus prisoners of war. Children. Old, yeah. young, like, prisoners of war. Yeah, yeah. the Dachau, the Dachau thing was. I mean, again, I was only eighteen or nineteen when it happened, but or when I went, but it was very like the, what you I want? do remember is like I was just, you were afraid to smile. Was it surreal? Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, I mean, it makes sense. Surreal. Surreal. And I've never been there, and I would love to go there because, like I said, I'm a huge history guy. I mean, I love history. Um, yeah, me too. You know, um, it just. I mean, it's almost. Not quite depressing, but an eye-opening experience, and it makes you would, would make you what appreciate what you have. Well, it's kind of one of those things like you know you know how they say that you know anything can happen to anybody, right? You're just lucky that it wasn't you. Like I, one of the one of the books that I want to read that I have is Victor Frankl's book. That he's one of the survivors. I don't know if you guys know he's a famous survivor of the Nazi Germany, right? So 
I, I kicked myself out of read it again. I would want to read his book. And because he became a philosopher, psychologist, um, and is that the guy that saved hundreds of children? No, 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 It's, it's funny that you bring up a slave ship because over St. Louis, they have a, a museum, a, a black um, museum over there, and they have a part of a slave ship over there. And it's an eerie feeling. They have what it's over a, there? A part of a slave ship. I did not know that. It's part reconstructed. It? It's, not, it's all fake, but they tell oh, you what happened no. in slave ships. And, and just what happened to the slaves. If you didn't, they just threw you off. They just, yeah, that's and you were packed like sardines. Oh yeah. You 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 really for how long that trip was? You're confined to a space. You shit. You peed. Everything in that one spot. And if you died, you died. And they threw, just threw you off. They threw away. Um, they threw away people that were alive too, right? They did. Because they weren't going to have enough food for if them. If yeah. not enough food, or if you were rebellious, right? They just yeah, killed you. Um, Really? Yeah, they did it St. Louis, right underneath the, um, one of the popular bridges. Um, yeah, it's very similar to Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying, I mean, and, uh, stuff like that, I mean, that, that, stuff like that really, really interests me. I mean, it really does. And I'm not saying it interests me because, I mean, the old man, you know, I mean, good for them. I'm not saying it might, for that. I understand. But, um, but isn't it true that they don't teach a lot of that? They don't teach, you know, that's, that's part of the debate in society today. Well, I don't know. And um, they don't teach a lot of, my thing is just, just teach history. Just teach what it was. Because curriculum is not universal. Like, just teach what it was. Because it doesn't fit somebody's fucking agenda? I mean, it's history. I mean, that's what makes America good or bad. Exactly. It should be. learn a lot. You're right. The fucking brutalist we've had against. Learn from your mistakes. And that, that's a whole other subject for a whole other day. Yeah, whole, whole different that's, subject. That's my mistake. That's my. All right, see you, Jamie.
even though it was hotter. This is going to be hard to explain, and fuck both James and Fred for their stupid comments about this. <laughs> <laughs> Grow some balls. Grow some balls. Anyway, yeah, right, go ahead. We don't talk to you. We don't Be a man. That was be a man. No, but it's hard to explain, but like the other one just like your whole face and your whole neck, where this one was very like very narrow. Very focused, exactly. It wasn't everywhere. It's amazing how. So it only affected a couple of patients and not all of them. Right. It's amazing how like some of it just affects everything and like. Gotcha. Now let's bring the neatness. Neat Mike. Shit, Jamie. How do you feel about this one, Neat Mike? Well, I think all of them. Hey, what's going on, man? Um, I think all of them. Been here the whole entire show. They were just kind of like blah to me tonight. I don't know. I guess maybe it's because I had the the Rip Van Winkle beforehand. Thanks, Jim. Oh, thanks for ruining my my taste buds on this. So I I would give this one a six, just like the last one. A different burn. I I like the burn, but just I don't know, not a lot of flavor to it for me. So six for me. Six. Yeah. All right. I want to. Hey, you're not sinking out here, Mike Maxidon. Yeah, I know. I gotta go too. I gotta. What do you think about this? I uh. No, it's not a tea time. It's work. Um, I uh. I like this one as a mellow too. Um, I didn't feel a, a ton of burn. I, I'm going to go seven again. Oh, and I want to add one more thing. Uh, I've never experienced this ghost stuff, you guys. I, I've never had anything experience with it. So I'm actually quite curious. So we should try to do that sometime. Let's go to sink in your bedroom tonight. Mike. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> And then I'll disappear. I'm just a ghost. I'm just a ghost. I'm on in, Hey, you get food tonight, it's not me. Weren't you an altar boy, though? You did go through some trauma, right? All right, moving on. Moving on. What happened was. Hey, Dave. Hey, Dave, what do you think about this one? So, you know what? Uh, this out of 115 was hotter, the hottest we've had, but I enjoyed this one. I mean, I'm going to give this one an 8. I love the flavor of it. Um, actually, I'm really curious to try the other versions of the Penelope, so I'm going to go buy a different one and try to find out what it's like. Nice. Eight? Yes. Bardicus. What's up? How do you feel about the Penelope? You know, I think I'm off today. I haven't really liked anything today. Amen. I don't know if I've, you know, I don't know what it is, but yeah, it's, I haven't liked anything today. Okay. I haven't, I have enjoyed it. That is the beauty of this podcast. It's been beating up my freaking taste palettes all day. Like, it's just like fucking going 20 rounds with Rocky Balboa. So how about Penelope? Okay, sorry, Penelope. I'll give you a four. There you go. A four. Four. I told you, I'm not happy today. Mr. Kuiper. You know, I thought it was. Um, you know, initially it was, it was, it was hot going in. So but quick. It's, but it's. So, but it's. So Ted or Todd, stop there. So Todd, was it hotter? Obviously, from a proof wise, was it hotter than the first one? Are from the starlight. No. Okay. No. 
right, thank you. No, I, I, I thought it was toned down from that. Proceed. It was, you know, going back to the palate, you know, for me it was, you know, much much smoother. Of course, I've, I've been spoiled, so I had, you know, I had a, a spoilage earlier in the night. But, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, I, I feel I feel I'm discriminating against the other bourbons, but you know, that's the way that goes sometimes. Um, I'm gonna give it a seven, a seven, yes, seven eleven. Fred Rico, right? Yeah, yeah, so, uh, I got a whole nother twist. Uh, I really enjoyed my date with Penelope tonight. It was good. It was uh, commutative. Uh, we had a lot of conversation. We rolled around a little bit. We got real close. Hey, Guido, please translate. So, I'm just, Guido, can we get the translator? Uh, all right, well, I am, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So don't jump to it. You know, like her. So far, he's enjoyed it. I'm, I'm just, I'm getting right, I'm trying to get right down to the bottom That of means it. You know he poured saying? it on his hand. <laughs> <laughs> and it burns. Oh, you know me too well. He's anyway. He's ready for tonight. So, uh, yeah, I was, uh, was hugging her real close. Wait for the test to come back. And so, as, uh, as things happened, I, I really enjoyed her. He tasted it. Yeah, so there's some interpretation going on. But in any case, uh, yeah, I, I would have to give her a second, third date. I'm, I'm talking like maybe a seven, seven, solid seven. Yeah, I want to edge it to an eight, but there's got to be another date. Anyway, that's how I feel about it. James, how do you feel? James? I... I surprisingly enjoyed this one. Um, surprisingly. Well, sometimes a lot of these choose your own adventure, make a barrel, and, and see how it goes don't turn out so well. Uh, this one I did enjoy. Uh, definitely not as harsh as the last one. So even though higher proof, I didn't get the same slap your mama um, burn that the, the last one did. Um, so, yeah. And no, you were um, talking about a seasoning, not domestic. Correct. Yes, the yeah, seasoning, the slap your mama seasoning. Thank you. Um, I I'm gonna go with a seven on this one. Oh, good lord. Um, I thought the 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 finish was nice on it. So. So you you mentioned that from the proof standpoint, it would yeah. have been nice if we could have known the mash bill of the starlight, which we yes. don't know. Yeah. Because um, the Penelope has 74% corn, 16% wheat. So that's going to mellow it it's out mellow tremendously. It out um, we do not have a mash bill on the Starlight. So it'd be, the other way. it'd be interesting to yeah. see what that percentage was. But in the typical ones that we've done in the past, that when that high corn, high wheat comes in. You don't get that burn. You on the, don't get that. Even though, as much a burn. Even though you could have a. You know, I said, even if this was 75% corn and 25% rye, that corn really mellows yeah. it out a lot. So that would be interesting to see if we could find that out. And which I looked everywhere. I, there I was, got a guy. They just don't. I, I got a guy. I got a guy. I got a guy. Hey, Guido, you got a guy? You got a guy. Figure out the yeah, mess. Yeah. Yeah. 
I know this guy. I'm telling you, I know this guy who knows a guy. And we can get this all day long. I'm just telling you. But is this is his sister available? Oh, shit. Yeah, well, we won't want to go there. He's connected. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's upstairs. He's from upstate. <laughs> Carlos, please take this. So, save it. Put a set of our misery, Carlos. Out of all the bourbons tonight, I think I like this one the best. Even though yeah. it came in very supposed to be hot, but it wasn't hot. Mm. It was not at all. That's what no. she said. Um, so I give this one a seven. And um, let's do this. I'm going to talk about my ghost experiences, which I have. I have none. <laughs> so is that the end of the podcast? Zero. So, but I'm open-minded. But I will, I'm telling you right now, I will be that typical black guy in the movie. If I see some shit that's not supposed to be there, You're out of there. I could be in my house right now and say, it's time to go. Hold on. Yeah. Move the you're, fuck out. Is, the, I'm, I'm typical, out. you're if killed first. If you don't first. know I live in Carlos' neighborhood, I'm throwing rocks at his window tonight. <laughs> so, you know, I'm all, I'm, I'm very open-minded. I, I really want to have a ghost experience. I want a ghost experience. I want to see something. I want to hear some stares. I want to do something. But I want something that I can't explain it logically. If I can explain it logically, like, oh, it was a window, the window was open because it caused, caused the door to shut, um, the house is settling. If I can't explain a book flying across the floor or something else happening, yeah, I'm moving the fuck out. I'm moving. Because I'm not going to wait around for other shit to happen. I'm not going to wait around for, you know. Because you watch Poltergeist and found I out watched, shit went bad. Dude, yeah. here's the deal. Here's the deal. I have not seen the entire movie Exorcist. What? It scared the fuck out of me when I was little. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm serious. <laughs> I, I will not watch the whole movie. Yeah, I will not watch. I know everything about the real stuff. In two weeks, we're going to be podcasting from uh, Carlos's basement. We'll be viewing Exorcist. No, I know everything about the Exorcist. Alexa Jim Brothers, will be the ghost. The little boy. <laughs> I know. I know everything about it. But the movie itself scared the fuck out of me when I was little, and I will not watch it. I can watch any other movie besides The Exorcist. I'm telling you right now. As a grown fucking man, I will not watch The Exorcist. If you guys don't realize, Carlos is about 6'4", about 230, and he will kick all our asses. Yeah, get the fuck out of the way because I'm wearing your ass over. Yeah, ghosts don't stand a chance. But don't you guys know us, the old man? I've watched Scooby Doo. That shit. And it was always the fucking real estate Sci-fi landscaping deal. Right? You know what I mean? It was a bunch of shit. All right, uh, I'll give you my so, ratings. How do you rate this bourbon, Jim? Uh, I'm going to give this one here a solid six. Uh, Starlight, our second one, you never asked for my rating. I'm going to give that one a four. Uh, Evan Williams, I rated everyone. It was the Twinkie. So, what goes into the Affinity Bottle tonight? Nothing. No, actually, come in last place is Starlight at 53. Next is Evan Williams, single barrel. Coming in number one tonight, that will go into our bottle. Oh, God. Penelope. Can we, can we, I second, we don't put anything in tonight? Anybody want to no, say it? God lover, I'm waiting winter, for winter my second date. Dinner. Is there a minimum standard? Uh, 
obviously not. Obviously not. Is there a minimum score? Is there a minimum score? Well, here's my thing. I mean, so Penelope is is a blend. Is it truly? And it's not truly their own bourbon. It's a bourbon. It's a blend of bourbons. It is, but it's not their bourbon. It's not a bourbon. Well, we've had before. It wasn't their bourbon, isn't? Um, there's another one that's that's blended. That's not a true. Angel's start Envy, to isn't it? Heaven no, Hill is a product like that. I don't care where Penelope's been at. She was good. I, I enjoyed her. Let's 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 uh, enjoy her for a little bit longer. You I want to see the medical card? <laughs> no background. We're not going to do it. Her history just think doesn't you like belong the bottle to me. because it's skinny. Fred, I mean, I mean, if if Dave would fucking pop out his glory hole right now, you'd be like, put that bitch in that motherfucking bottle too. Hold on, I would just rub for a moment. Just rub. So that's it for the Bourbon Brothers. Join us next time for more tasting and solving life issues. One drink.